Conversations with Jason Campbell and Henrietta Galena. Welcome. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been a week. Let's, let's just call week. it out, guys. Um, <laughs> to our audience, uh, both Henrietta and I are in heavy workload right now. We, for respective my consultancy and now your day job, um, we have a lot. Uh, we have a lot doing. It's it's a lot, <laughs> but we're not also the one that's had a week. Oh, someone else is going through a lot. Someone else is going through a lot, and That's he's like arguably a nice segue. <laughs> yes, that is our segue. And uh, he's arguably the most topical person this week. Incidentally, as an aside, I did see Michael Cohen on the streets of New York yesterday, nonchalantly walking down. Meanwhile, everyone was agog that the one of the other most topical man in the in the country, if not the world, um, is just casually walking down Madison Avenue. But that's an aside. <laughs> that's. I mean. The lack of shame, I'm not surprised. There was none. <clears throat> um, if we're going to frame this conversation, is Kanye making any sense at all? Is Kanye making any sense at all? And I think that is a valid question, and um, and let's dive right into it. <clears throat> like, legit. It's, it's like an actual question. It's not skewed either way. It's like, is he making sense? I feel like he has really come out of left, or left, or should I say right field, <laughs> Uh, in a way that is really twofold for me. It's like completely nonsensical and offensive. But then on the other hand, listening to his interview with Charlemagne the God, I was like, those are real thoughts. They're not really, he has a delivery thing, but like if you actually listen to the content of what he's saying, I was like, these are all fair and valid. So it's like a weird thing where it's like, you're able to have critical thought and like you obviously have a really good understanding of culture and business and how things work. But like you have an over inflated sense of self, moments of grandeur and delusion, which is so troubling. It's, and I mean troubling in the realest way that it's like reminiscent of like an Amy Winehouse, Britney Spears breakdown. So I'm also like, should we be worried? And I think you're asking uh, very valid questions. <clears throat> and I have to say, Kanye, the most noted thing, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that, that's overstated. Uh, one of the noted things that he said in that conversation with Charlemagne is that maybe he's thinking like a narcissist. He actually used that word, and I seized upon it when I heard it, because I felt that's what all of this whole bullshit is about, to be perfectly honest. I think Kanye is so consumed with his profile, with his status, with his financial success. All of this is him wanting to do the most and being blocked, you know, in, in, in different arenas and not being able to do as he please, as, you know, he thinks he's the most talented person on the planet in so many different disciplines, in so many fields. And why should he not be able to execute on anything that comes to this genius Kanye's mind? I think it, a lot of it is idiocy. I, I unfortunately... Yes, I think uh, some of it is mired in really um, compelling thought. I think some of it is really to challenge the system, you know, is to unshackle oneself from how particular black people are, are, are live in this country and on this planet. But the way that he goes about it, make it, it makes it incredibly personal and non-inclusive. I think that's actually one of the things that I had always thought was Kanye's problem at the beginning. It was always not necessarily what he's saying, it's how he goes about saying it and the way in which he says it. Obviously, everything that's happened recently this week, he's just taken it too far. Like, his comments about slavery were so ridiculous and offensive. So ridiculous and offensive. And I actually 
it was one of those moments where I was like, you're, I don't think you regret much, but I think you'll regret this because that was actually ridiculous. But he does seem to approach things or at least seems to, from that interview, be talking about things in like larger concepts than we're used to. And I think those things are really interesting, but it's like, I don't know, it's just marred in so much else. But like, it, there is, I think, a sense of arrogance and narcissism that I think completely detracts from like any sense. Precisely, because I think it's, he's just seeking validation. And I would like to think that his message has a a, a broader messaging behind it, i.e. that he's really considerate of, of, of people like ourselves, but it always seems to come back to him his legacy and um, and what he wants to participate in. And I just think that valid, now all the crying out, it falls flat. It's, I, I, for the record, I've never been a Kanye supporter for those reasons. I, that, that arrogance has never really um, um, spoken to me. I've always been on the opposite side of, of, of his approach. Not necessarily his thinking, but his approach. But if I can't hear, someone like myself who can't hear the message, I'm a punk in my own right. I have lived a life of challenging the system. And I, I, I think we should question everything. That's a motto I live by. Question everything. So for someone like Kanye, I should be an ally of his. I should be like hanging on his every word, but I do not. I do not because, I, as I said, I think he's misplaced. I don't know though if he's being contrary for the sake of being contrary or being contrary for the sake of press or to publicize an album or a new Yeezy drop. Because, for instance, everyone's really surprised about his alignment with Donald Trump. The okay. fallout has been in, insane and to me... It, As it should be. But it makes sense, though, because they're very similar people. They're very similar personalities. There's a lot of false facts, fake news, but also this idea that you can come out and be such a contrarian, offensive, and foolish and still win. Do you know what I mean? I almost think that they see that in each other, and Kanye is the type of person that will come up on stage and talk the most bullshit and still, like, be at number one, blah, blah, blah. And I think he almost is using, like, his... Like his relationship with Kim, obviously I don't I don't know them, but he did say I remember reading an interview ages ago when he basically was like she is the most significant cultural pop cultural icon of our of our time. Like That's she's a telling the, statement. She's the modern day Mona Lisa, and like I think he is such a cultural obsessive. He's so interested in culture yes. that I could almost see how he's so compelled and enamored by the concept, like his concept of Kim but that makes it work. That's where it's more. In a way that he has the same thinking around Trump where it's not necessarily about Trump and his policies and like the shit that comes out of his mouth on the daily. It's about this concept of what happens when you are potentially one of the most polarizing people in the world. How do you serve the highest office in the world? And like all of these kind of larger concepts that we're I think the larger public are so inundated and so uh, trying to figure out the granular, the policies, and he can't say this and he can't do that and he can't mock this person. And it's it's so like the day-to-day. And I think he's actually looking at it from like a bird's eye view and actually... I mean, like, okay. Do you know you're, what I mean? Like just, well, that, just the... Al- exactly. All you're I'm just... saying is like, I don't <clears throat> think that the alignment is so unusual. Like people are freaking out and they're like, but Obama and like the this and Jay-Z. And I'm just like... 
it has nothing to do with any of those things. Like they're two like egomaniacs that are both winning. Like, I can appreciate I can appreciate the way you're you're parsing through this, but I, I I do not agree with it at all. I think where it gets really murky, it's where all this racial stuff is tied up. Like they're they're literally on opposite lanes. However, you know, um, Kanye reaches his hand over or an olive branch to like pull this like racist um you know um idiot um over to his over to his side and like join um uh, and form allegiance with him like that's and never mind the community that are his main supporters the community that has made kanye 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 has made his music you know the, the music is based on this gospel spiritual sort of um genesis origin and i mean th th this is this is black soulful music and black people yeah of course he, he's, he's popular um all around but i think black people are the ones who've really exalted this guy and what he has done with you know offering trump an olive branch if i can even put it that way it's more like a little buddy system i think it is such an affront to to to, to people of color in this country and on this planet and i think he i think he erred on this one i mean all of this could have been to drama publicity for his album who knows and i think we should talk about that but i think he really erred when he murks up this whole racial um situation with trump it's a problem one of the things that he's also really done is he's given a mouthpiece to all of the black people that did vote and support for Trump. Because that all of woman, a sudden... What's her name? Samantha? <laughs> what is... I never knew she existed until that, that TMZ interview. What is... Not Samantha B. I, I'm, I'm conflating her with someone else. But who is the Samantha? She's quite an attractive, conservative black woman. I never like to see that. I mean, <laughs> even beyond that, you can listen to anything from The Breakfast Club to Twitter to, like anything you see the 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 support the people that are actually buoying up a lot of his statements about trump and like supporting trump and like all of that bullshit like it's really interesting there are so many parallels is between, it though there is, is it interesting there are, no in the sense that there are so many parallels between him and trump it I'm just surprised that everyone's surprised. Well, you know what I, one of the most compelling uh, statements, in fact, I put it on my Instagram feed is, what's his name, Van at TMZ, mm -hmm. that I thought that was so this potent. This week's hero. Huh? This week's hero. Oh, is, oh, is that is that what he's yes this week's <laughs> I love it okay I love that this week's hero well uh, I thought his rebut was was truly truly significant and apparently and it was so passionate and uh, I had seen the full length of that as well and he'd been one of the big champions of Kanye and the causes that Kanye you know stood behind and he really apparently had been talking about Kanye's and his position over the years in the in the TMZ offices so when he came up with that nonsense re-slavery yeah, it was such an affront though what black person's gonna stand behind him for that like really uh, samantha samantha was sitting with him and holding his hand and trumpeting his message so that's one example and i'm sure we could dig out several more henrietta sorry i mentally blocked that <laughs> um so yeah you know there yes he, he he does drum up support even even amongst um even amongst people of color which is which i find very dicey i think one of the things to think about though is this idea of if you're not saying things that we like or agree with or if you're a certain archetype and you're saying something contrary to what we think you should be saying I do think there's something really interesting in that in where we are like when he talks about this concept of free thought and free speech 
no, just not as it, not even as it pertains to him. I was just thinking about the overall concept of that. Well, yeah. Well, but then let's go to Thoreau. You know, let's let's really let's go to the the the, the existentialists as well. Like, come on. Like, let's not. We're not. We're not gonna give Kanye. You know, that philosopher's uh, uh, stone as he's this one who's gonna please. Absolutely not. And the thing is, it's not about free thought. In fact. That thinking is anchored so much again in 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 his positioning is 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 mirrored against you know one's place in pop culture what one has been able to achieve and so on and so forth. It's not free thinking. In fact, it's so funny that he's supposed about this free thinking. So why are you looking for these accolades? Why are you looking for this validation? If you're a free thinker. None of that stuff matters. You do, you do, you do. But no, he's looking for validation and accolades the entire way, uh, uh, the entire way through. And then talks about free thinking. It's highly, highly, highly contradictory. It's funny because I wasn't even sure if we should even do this podcast topic about Kanye because it seemed like you know so heavily discussed. Not even that. I just at first wasn't really that interested. I was like, why do we place so much value on like what celebrities say? Like he's oh, one man. Okay, okay. I have to pause you there, Henrietta. Sorry, I'll let you finish. But this brings up, this brings up our conversations that we've had before about worship culture. This is actually a perfect example. Just because of the popularity of this man, and then he he goes off the cuff and makes these like ridiculous statements, all of a sudden the entire world has focused on him. Why? Does anything that Kanye say merit any attention? And that's a part of that worship culture. If it comes from a certain voice, a certain position, then we all lean in and listen. It doesn't have to have any real value. It just has to come from someone that is worshipped. Yeah, it's just all too much of a social experiment for me. I think that the whole idea of like, you know, Trump reigniting that, that saying, there's no such thing as bad press. I think it's actually really sad when you look at... When you actually look at his life, like the men that have kind of been harmed by the Kardashian family, like mm. look at Bruce Jenner or um, Caitlyn Jenner, Rob Kardashian, Scott Disick, and his continual spiral over ten years. Mm. Lamar Odom. That's an like, observation. Um, the first husband Kim married and divorced. Yeah, actually, their body bags all <laughs> strewn across Calabasas. <laughs> they're truly, oh, I don't like to be this kind of salacious, but yeah, if you think about it. And actually, let's talk about it. <laughs> oh my God, that was hilarious. But also, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. Let's but, talk but about it. No, but I do feel, I, that's what I'm talking about, like the power of celebrity. Like, it is, it, that's also why it's like, how much light are we really shedding on this because the power of celebrity can be really damaging like right. the women in that family have it all together they're so driven like they are like they have laser focus and the <laughs> men in the family are like collateral damage broken and damaged but let's actually talk about that let's talk about this damage let's talk about being broken i mean you know we have to put some weight on this no, I said, mental health I, issue i said collateral damage i didn't say they are damaged well i well i say damaged um so <laughs> let's talk about that damage because yes what we you know we're talking kanye had a had a had a, a, an incident where he was you know mentally instituted you know so this is a part of this is a part of the conversation what about is he mentally stable to be making these these kind of statements i would offer to say no i think this is a part of this mental instability and mental breakdown um and all this stuff that he's spewing is a continuation of what happened when he was hospitalized well to be fair his whole 
like return and and the branding is actually him what he says him coming out of the other side of his mental the breakthrough the breakthrough and I mean that could be true like does it sound true this, the thing, here's the thing that I am trying to reconcile with this whole situation is none of us really know what's right. Like we've been programmed and we've been conditioned and like with social media, this idea of living our best lives, like the show, the be, the show, highlight showreel of our lives or whatever that saying is and the way we've been programmed. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm smiling. You know, I'm black. I hate Trump. If someone is contrary to that, it's like we immediately stigmatize them as being crazy. There's a constant othering because we don't like what they have to say. And so I think it's an interesting argument as like as to like how far is too far? What's within the realm of, of acceptability to call someone crazy or say that they're having mental health issues or because you don't appreciate their delivery or because what they're saying is a break from the norm? Like it does raise a lot of those questions. And I'm not at all justifying anything he's saying. But I do feel like we're just in this age of othering if if we're not falling in line. And then you, it, when you pair that against his argument of programming, actually freeing himself from those modes, he kind of has a bit of a point. Do you know what I mean? I, I hear what you're saying, but again... <laughs> if Out of context, I'm talking about. Right. In the context of the nonsense he's talking about, no, that's I'm not agreeing with him. But I'm, it does beg... The, it does, be, you know, like even with, I've got an 18 month old as obviously you well know, but for everyone listening, I've got an 18 month old and just the freedom to actually just be is something that gets programmed and conditioned out of you as you grow older. And we get, pro, we, we have to stay in line, particularly as African-American black people. Like there's like a certain line you're supposed to walk before you're, I, you I know. I totally agree. But here's the thing. I, again, I live by the motto of questioning everything. So I'm not, I'm not uh, way away from this kind of thinking. In fact, this is in my direct line of thinking. I, I live my life like this. But again, things have to make sense. <laughs> they have to be anchored in thoughtfulness and, 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 and clear thinking. And that's not what we're getting here. And I think even giving him the benefit of the doubt is probably giving him a bit too much. No. Um, and that's my issue with his, that's my issue with his stance is that it's not, it's not sound. It simply is not. It's, it's, it's crazy. I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt by any means. I was quite fascinated by the Charlemagne interview because the way in which he phrased certain things were quite specific. Like he kept talking about receiving information and processing information and like not having the information needed in a certain situation like he kept referring to this idea of information which I thought was was interesting and actually quite cute but I don't know like I don't really know what kind of thought I'm formulating I just I think it is weird how he's able to oscillate between being someone who is seemingly really almost hyper intelligent and someone who is just not able Mm. to like Again, I think you're you're inputting a a lot into this. You know what I took away? I took away his frustration by lack of radio play. I took away after the Taylor Swift incident, like the fallout from that. I took away the fashion show disappointment and the doors being closed uh, to the fashion world uh, to him. That's what I took away. Those are the kind of things that I underscored in that interview. Those are, th- I was like, oh, so it's, and, and this happened very early in the interview where Charlemagne asked, so what was, you know, what was responsible for the mental break at that time? And, you know, how you mentally repaired at this time and the mental break from that time. And it seems to inform this current time are those kind of, those kind of popular 
cultural cultural uh, realist things like you know really like oh my god my my relevance my relevance my place yay's place in all of this not impressive right but that feeds directly into the narcissism points that you've been making the whole idea that he put he turned people on right so everyone from like jerry from fear of god right through to virgil now being at louis vuitton like literally two things that i thought when that appointment happened was isn't that a bold, significant move for Virgil to be at Louis Vuitton, regardless of whether anyone thinks he's qualified or it's the right or wrong answer? I just thought, isn't that significant? And secondly, that's going to kill Kanye. For as long as he's been around fashion, he's been talking of, he's exalted Louis Vuitton. So the fact that that his protégé. didn't work out uh-huh. and and his his protégé, yeah, kind of got the got the job. He he spoke. He did actually speak about it um, in roundabout terms, like it kind of was spliced throughout. And he seemed, yeah, it was very. You can, I mean, who knows what was happening in the, in the sort of underbelly of that issue? But like, obviously, those were things. Like he made even a comment. Charlemagne had asked if Virgil had called him ahead of time, oh, yes, and I'm he sorry, was like, course, he was like, you know, he told me five minutes before it went, you know, online or whatever. <laughs> um, but outside of the granular details. Yeah, that was the vision he had for himself. And I think even the archetype of Virgil, he's the kindest man in fashion and everyone loves him and he collaborates with everyone and he's become the cultural arbiter that had Kanye... And I think that's kind of his point. Like, had he delivered things differently or been able to control and, and um, like, been controlled, he probably would have been that Virgil figure, right? The impulse to go up on stage at the MTV Awards and, like, you know, Bush doesn't like black people. All of those impulses are very hit or miss sometimes. Like, when he said that thing about Bush, like, no one was mad at him. You know, so it's like, they're very hit or miss, but I think he's thinking that the impulses that make me who I am are also the reasons why I'm not where I should be, but I am the greatest. And so in like a roundabout weird way, I understood what his argument was, whether I agreed with it or not was not the point, but like I could see where he, you know, but yeah, it was a lot. Like the whole Obama thing was dumb. Like I couldn't. Well, um, I, I, I say we sort of wrap it up there because um, I think Kanye has gotten enough airtime from us, but I'm glad we tackled the, I'm glad we tackled the subject. I thought, you know, I think we had, we both had something to say on it, but um, yeah, I don't, I, I, again, I brought up worship culture earlier, just because someone is well known and he or she says something, I don't necessarily feel I have to lean into the extent that this Kanye issue has um, caused uh, the, a, a major a majority of people to lean in this week. I think the reason why I thought it was acceptable to even qualify with a podcast is because I think beyond the like he's a fool and these things are so dumb I don't even want to think about it because I have other things to do it does raise certain issues that you and I have been talking about certain themes about mental health about purpose about worship culture social media about you know new business and how everything's being disrupted and the old modes of doing things don't work anymore and just like general cultural themes at large it's it's made me apply a lot of the critical thought that we've been talking about as it pertains to other things I think applying it to this just doesn't make it necessarily as black and white as writing him off as being a fool and I think that was the interesting exercise in thinking about Kanye okay okay I'll give you that (laughs) and on that note thank you for joining us bye Time for something new